a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we're doing something fun. As opposed to the last 10 years of the show, we're going to do one topic, the whole show. It is my very popular USA Today column, a four-part series that I... In the midst of wrapping up, it's how to be 50 years old uh, and broke and still have a beautiful, wonderful, positive financial outcome at retirement. Uh, that was a beep, and that is Nicole joining me on the show. Hello, Nicole. Hello. So you understand what we're doing this week? I do. There's four parts. we got four segments. It works out wonderfully. Yes, it does. Uh, let me give some context. Context is important. <laughs> okay. A few weeks ago, uh, I, I met with talking to this 50 year old woman. She said, I'm broke. I don't know what to do. I'm a little scared. Uh, I, the way I see it, I got 20 years left to go. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Uh, you know, I hear these stories all the time. People tell me yeah. stuff. I'm like, a, I'm like a financial priest. Please tell me <laughs> stuff, man. And so she told me that. I was like, all right, fine. A couple days later, this dude talking to him, he's like, yeah, I'm about 50, but he goes, you know, I got nothing. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a little weird. It's getting a little weird. Then, Nicole, the next day, I met two people. Both people told me they're 50 and they got nothing. And I thought, wait, that's a trend, right? Yeah. I mean, you know about trends. You're a millennial. I, yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So that's a trend. And I was like, okay, so this seems to me anecdotally in my week or two-week period, there's a bunch of 50-year-olds running around that are broke and no one's helping them, right? Because here's who the financial services industry typically targets, can hear this on commercials or print advertisements or advertisements as some people call them do Wait, you like people, when people call them advertisements i don't think i've ever really heard yes really. oh i hear it all the time i hate it anyway they <laughs> target people with money if you're 50 and you're broke no one wants to help you no except me now i, I look i want to help you but i've got nothing to sell you but here's so here's what we're doing today we are putting together a plan for you if you're 50 and you're broke now if you're younger than 50 and you're thinking Oh, this show will just show me how I can live it up, spend all my money until I'm 50 and then start over. Shame on you. Shame on you. That's not what we're doing. But if you happen to be 50 or around 50 and you're broke, I'm going to help you today. Enough of the setup. Is that enough context, Nicole? Yeah, that was a good setup. I liked it. We got to break this down into four areas. Okay. So this first segment, I need the next two years of your life. That's what I need. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's quite the commitment. Yeah, but you're 50 and broke. Like, you had about, yeah, you had about right. 30 years to have some money at this point in time. You don't. And that's not judgmental. That no. sounded sassy, like I'm sassing you. I'm not. A little sassafras? Yeah, I'm not sassing them, Frank, because here's the thing. Life happens. Yeah. And I would not waste an ounce of your time saying, uh, well, this is why I'm broke at 50. And I don't care. And in fact... It's none of my business. Now, if you think uh, going retrospectively into your past and, and trying to find why it happened so it would motivate you to make some changes for the future, good on you. Do it. Otherwise, don't waste your time. But here's what I need from you in the next two years. First thing. Oh, oh by the way, uh, this entire segment, uh, this entire show, I'm going to base it on the premise of your household income is $60,000. 
Okay, you're 50, fair. your household income is $60,000. Does that seem fair? Yes. I think it is. Uh, so, and, 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 and so you're $60,000. I need you to begin the operation here today by saving at least 5% of your income towards your company-sponsored retirement plan. Now, if you don't have a company-sponsored retirement plan, then you need to do that on your own in like a Roth mm -hmm. IRA or something, yeah. okay? Um, ideally, your employer is matching, which sort of the, the average match is about 3%, Frank. Mm -hmm. So that means if you're putting in 5%, they're putting in 3%. That means 8% of your income as of tomorrow when you make these changes <laughs> is going towards your retirement. And and we're not just talking about saving, we're talking about investing. This money has to, some risk needs to be involved with it. It needs to be invested. And so the, again, you're 50, we're trying to get you to retire at 70. You have nothing. Right. We're, we're trying to craft financial independence in 20 years, which is incredibly difficult to do. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So we start in the first two years, tomorrow, you start by, um, by all means, making sure you've got 5% going into your account, uh, your retirement account. Next step, <clears throat> this, is, this is actually the hardest part until the next segment. <laughs> you have to pay off all of your debt in the next two years. And you're like, what? No, who did the what? You don't have to, but ideally if you have consumer debt, so non-mortgage, uh, non, uh, non-student loan. If it's your student loans, I'd like it paid off. If it's your kid's student loans, then we'll deal with that later. But if you have credit card debt or medical bills or little things hanging over your head, try to get out of the debt in the next two years. And, and I can hear you right now. You're thinking, well, how can I do that? Well, we'll get there. But the point is this, you're going to have to ask yourself what needs to change right. in order for you to pull off a successful retirement in just 20 years. That's a really hard thing to do. And what needs to happen is you need to eliminate your obligation to your financial past. Uh, Nicole, uh, we talk about a lot on this show and everywhere else. What is mm -hmm. your financial past? Yeah. <clears throat> it is your debt. Yeah. Right? So if you're in a debt, that means you have a past. And, and, and the only way you can eliminate that is to pay off your debt. So for the first two years, first 24 months, from 50 to 52, tomorrow you start the first part you put at least five percent of your uh, income into your company sponsored retirement plan and allow the match to take you to eight percent total if you don't have one of those mcgillicuddy's uh, just put something in a roth ira about five percent up to eight percent doesn't matter yeah uh, the second thing you need to do is put together a plan to systematically pay off your debt i happen to like the momentum method of paying off debt it's a favorite it is my favorite it is it's where you list all of your debts from the smallest balance down to the largest balance. You pay minimum payments on every single one of your debts, except the smallest balance debt. Now, I do need to make a note before we move on to break and then get into the next segment. As you're thinking about this and you're hearing about this entire show today, maybe you are 50 and you're broke and you're like, ah, I wish I had a second chance. This is your second chance. But, but you also have to understand something. It may quickly occur to you that you don't earn enough income to try to pull off what we're pulling off. You may even make $60,000 a year, and based on the level of debt you have, you don't think you can pay off that debt within the next two years. I got a really strange message for you, but it's very truthful. <laughs> Get a second job. And again, this is me not being Tuffy McTufferson. Like th this is, <laughs> I'm being pragmatic. You have to increase your income to get this done. Now, by the way, as we always talk in the show, anytime you get a second source of income, you must give that new job 
a job. What I mean is you must uh, look at the dollars coming in from that second job and specifically assign a task to it. If you do not do that, that second job will be the worst thing you've ever done because you will group more money into your life. It will increase your lifestyle. And when that second job goes away, you will be too dependent on money you don't have and you will be angry, maybe even hangry. Ooh, I was hangry. Hunger involved. I was hangry earlier today. I get hangry. Yeah. It's a big thing in my life. Okay. So, so far, Nicole, again, just to recap, we're trying to get people to retire Mm -hmm. um, in 20 year period who are broke at 50. Like I'm talking about nothing. Like if there's a lot of 50 year olds that are running around out there with nothing because of divorce, because of they raised 30 kids. There's all sorts of reasons why you don't have any money at 50. And a lot of industry statistics suggest a lot of 50-year-olds have nothing. And by the way, if you have more than nothing, this is still a good plan for you. I should define nothing. This is where this is going to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're 50, oh, man, this is going to get really uncomfortable. I didn't realize this was going to happen. Uh-oh. I would have made turned this into a drinking episode. Uh. Are you ready for this? This is bold. I didn't even say this in my column. No, I don't know. If you have less than $100,000 in assets and you're 50, I'm, I'm calling that nothing. See how uncomfortable that felt? Yeah. Because you people, silenced me. Well, that rarely yeah, happens. I know. Here's the thing, though. You're not, I guess, let's put it this way. You're very off track towards retirement if you're 50 and you have less than $100,000. Now, that $100,000 will help us in our plan to get you on track. But even less than $100,000 and you're 50, this show is for you. Coming up after the break, how to retire successfully when you're 50 and broke. That's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Primo B, man. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Back on the Pizza Planner show. Uh, starting from scratch at age 50 edition, at the end of the last segment, Nicole, I just did an unveiling. Is that what it's called? An unveiling? Yeah. I just unveiled uh, something I hadn't even thought about writing my column for USA Today. This is part of a four-part series, but I do have a secret part of news. The four-part series turned into a five-part series, but I'm not supposed to tell you that. It's coming out in the next few weeks. Um, If you have less than $100,000 and you're 50 years old, this episode's for you. Now, previously in your life, prior to us having this moment together, you thought, I I have $97,000 and I'm 50. I'm not broke you're off track. Okay. So if you want to say broke, or if you want to say off track, or if you want to say I have nothing, or I have something, it's all off track. Okay. And by the way, if you have $102,000, it's not like you're on track. No, not even close. No, that's not the point. You think I'm judging you all. I'm not, I'm the one helping you. What I'm saying to you is there are very few resources for someone who is 50 years old, uh, to learn how to Start from scratch at 50 and put together a plan. And this is that plan. Nicole, I got to tell you a little story. Please. Story time. (sighs) (laughs) A young woman prepared a holiday meal for her family every single year. She had done this for a decade or more. She, it was her grandmother's recipe. She always got a a large 
ham. Yeah. Right. So she'd get a five pound ham, mm -hmm. big ham, big ham. Then she, the recipe card said, saw four inches off the side of the ham. Okay. So she makes this recipe every year. She does it the same way. Cause that's what grandma did. She sawed four inches off of the, the five pound ham It's very explicit in the instructions Buy five pound ham saw off four inches and throw <laughs> that's away. So specific. Why would you throw away four inches of ham? This woman wondered the same thing. That is so, so wasteful. One holiday when her mother is over to her house, she said, Mom, why did grandma I do this every year and it's always delicious and I'm not complaining, but why does it say cut four inches off of the ham? And the woman's mom said, Oh honey, it's because grandma didn't have a big enough roasting pan. <gasps> right? <laughs> My point, the point of this story. Sometimes we do things and we don't know why we're doing them. And with additional context, they make no sense whatsoever. That's amazing though. So in our financial lives, when you're 50 years old, your expenses are, are, they are what they are. You spend X amount on this, Y on that, Z on that. That's your business. Right. But yeah. I'm guessing, cause I do this for a living. So I know it's not even a guess, it's knowledge. <laughs> you spend what you spend and you don't even know why anymore. For, at one point there was a reason but there is no longer a reason other than it is now a habit. If you want a chance to have a 20 year time frame, which will result in a successful retirement, you have to ask yourself why at every line item on your bank account statement, every single one. Why do we spend 23% of our income on transportation? Which by the way, is astronomically high. Why is our mortgage this dollar amount, right? Nicole, I mean, you, you have um, been in the uh, workforce now for, what, two years? Almost three. Wow. I know. I, wow. It happens when you start. Definitely look like you're aging. Time. Definitely aging. Yes, I am. You can tell. So there are already things that you were spending money on in your first year out of college that sort of have, have you continued to do. And I bet if you look back on the, those individual expenses, you would say, well, why does this even make sense anymore? Yeah. You know, a, a good example of this, and it's sort of a cliche, weird example, is when people who are 50 still have a home phone. Right. Right? It's like, that actually doesn't make any sense, especially if you have a smartphone or a flip phone, for that matter. If you have a cell phone, a home phone generally doesn't make sense. And, and, and so I don't want this episode to be about, well, it makes sense for me. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It, it's just, it's a placeholder. You have to ask yourself, why do you spend what you spend? And so much, I need to give you a target. Yeah. Nicole, the next item to check off your list. If you are 50 and broke, you must reduce your spending by 10%. Now you can do this in every budget category, a 10% equally, and it will still equal 10%. That's the way percentages work. You could do, um, <laughs> all the 10% coming from one category mm -hmm. that, that's still aggregate for your income. I don't really care. Some people love to cut little expenses. Some people like to cut big expenses. Some people like to cut both. I don't care. It's personal. Do what you want, but you have to reduce your spending for 10%. So remember at the beginning of this segment, we said, uh, we're going to say that your household income at 50 is $60,000 a year. Yes. It turns out with healthcare and uh, putting 5% of your income away for retirement, which we talked about in the last segment, your take home pay, if you made 60 grand a year, and you lived in Indiana, because I had to pick some state with a particular state income tax, is $3,400 a month. Take-home pay, net take-home pay, whatever you call it, $3,400 
a month. So Nicole and me saying that you need to reduce your spending by $340 or 10%, mm -hmm. it takes down your need to $3,160 a month. At that point in time, you were previously spending $3,400. And I know that because you're broke and that's what you spent. Right. So you're going to $3,160 is now your monthly amount that you can spend. What do you do with the $340 that you've uh, just found from a cash flow move? Well, in the first two years of our process, we wanted you to try to pay down your debt aggressively. So by all means, use that money to pay down debt. If you happen to not have debt, uh, then by all means, <laughs> use that $340 and throw it directly towards retirement savings. Are, are, are we good so far? Yeah. I'm Do we feel it. like we've got a plan so yeah, far? We're getting one. Now, coming up in the next segment, we're not there yet, but coming next, I'm going to give you the math of all this. Okay. I've given you a little bit of math, but I need to tell you what taking 10% of your income will do uh, in the long run after 20 years. Like how much income is going to be available? What, what will social security, what role will it play in this? And of course, in the last segment, we're going to do Blom, but before Blom, Nicole, there is a magic bullet to all of this. And no, it's not healthcare. There is one move you can make if you are 50, by the time you are 70, that will change everything and will make this possible. If you ignore it, you ignore a chance to have one of the best comeback stories of all time. Why would you take that from yourself? Well, because you may not be in the position. Uh -huh. Hopefully most people will be in the position, but you just never know. A reminder, if you're just joining us here on the Pete the Planner Show, this episode is taking you from age 50 and broke. Okay, let's say it a different way. Age 50 <laughs> and off track for retirement. Mathematically, Nicole, we've talked about this a million, million times. Mm -hmm. You are either on track to retire, everyone who has the ears to listen to this right now, or you are, or if you consume it a different way, I don't want to uh, uh, exclude those that somehow consume it a different way. You either are on track mathematically or you are not. And there is, there's no middle space. No. Like, Nicole, we, you and I are very different ages. We are. We are <laughs> very different ages. Each of us independently is either mathematically on track or not on track to retire. I happen to know that we are both on track to retire successfully. And it's one of those, it's funny because I don't know if I wouldn't have started working for you or working for a company that encouraged me to take advantage of my 401k match. Yeah. If I would be contributing to a 401k right now. I don't know. I it just seems like be. a, it just seems like one of those adult words that people hear sometimes that you don't know if it applies to you. Right. Yeah. I didn't. And because there wasn't anyone to answer questions about that for me, yeah. I didn't know. So again, if you're off track and you're around 50, this show is for you. So for your instructions, as we go into our second break, your, your instructions are to, uh, at the very beginning, put 5% of your gross income, pre-tax income into your 401k. If you don't have a 401k, just use a Roth IRA. Second, uh, use a, this first two years of your 20 year remaining years to work to pay off debt aggressively. Ideally, you can get out of consumer debt in that two year period. That does not include your mortgage, but it does include credit card debts, parent plus loans or something like that. Uh, and by the way, I, I, I shouldn't have to say this. The key is also not to take on any more debt to when you're, when your high school age kid comes to you and says, I want to go to this school, uh, but you're going to have to borrow money on my behalf. Your chance of being able to retire successfully involves you saying, no, we got to find a different way coming up after the break, the math, how do you actually accumulate enough money to sit down, stop working and hopefully go fishing. 
I'm Pete the Planner, and this is my show. Hi, I'm internet podcaster Peter Dunn. You may know me as Pete the Planner. You hear me on the radio and on your podcasting device, but did you know you can also see me on YouTube? That's right, we have a YouTube channel and we call it PeteThePlanner.tv. We ask you to subscribe so you can catch great shows like Pete's Eats and this here podcast with drawings. But the drawings are made with a video camera. Subscribe today. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the review don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of all players. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Uh, hi, Nicole. Hi, Pete. All right. This episode of the show <laughs> is dedicated to Nicole, not you. It's not. Let's say someone was twice your age. Yeah, about. About twice your age. <laughs> this show is for those people. This show is for people who are around 50 years old and who are off track for retirement. Uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. And I'm, no, I'm not calling a 50-year-old a, a dead equine. What I'm saying is most of the financial services world does not exist to serve the broke 50-year-old. Once you have gotten to the achieve the age of 50 and you don't have... Um, a lot of assets, <laughs> people don't care. No. The financial services world just doesn't care. Uh, and, and I say this to you, having been in the financial services world for a very long time, when's the last time you, you heard a commercial that said, uh, we're investment managers, and if you're broken 50, come see us and we'll help you save money. No, what they say is, if you have money, come see us. Right. This show is about how do you get that money? And by the way, there's, if you're in financial services, there's no way to make money on someone who is broke, so they're not going to help you. I don't make money helping people who are broke, so I'm helping anyway. Aww. Here's what we're doing. Now, in the last segment, I said you need to cut your, your hypothetical $60,000 a year household income. You need to cut your spending by 10%. The take-home pay uh, on 60 grand is about 3400 a month. I want you to cut that by 10% as we talked about in the last segment. If you missed the last segment, go to PeteThePlanner.com and find the podcast. You can listen to this whole plan. Email it to someone who you know is 50, okay? <laughs> Take $340, all right? And Nicole, in the first segment, we also took 5% of the gross income. So that means now, on a monthly basis, you're putting $740 a month towards your retirement account, especially if you include that match your employer is putting in. All right, are you ready for this? Maybe. Over the last 20 years, the stock market and bond markets with a 60% stock mix and a 40% bond mix. So you know what, it's sort of a balanced portfolio. Yeah. 60%, 40%. Um, it has uh, given you, has returned 7.17% over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. Now, this is where the math gets a little tricky because what we're doing is we're trying to construct your income at retirement at this point. At a 3.5% distribution rate at retirement and a 20% tax rate, um, in today's dollars, 20 years from now, you'll have $897 a month available to you. 
Okay, so if you do what I said, if you put yes. 5% of your income away off the top of gross income, your employer puts away 3%, you cut your spending by $340 a month, you put that into your 401k, okay? Yes. When you are uh, 20 years from now, when you're 70 years old, you will have $897 a month available to you, which inflation adjusted will feel like $613 in today's dollars. And you're thinking to yourself, well, that's, that's certainly not enough money to retire. Good news. You also have been paying into Social Security. Yes. Okay. You have been paying into Social Security. So uh, at age 70, you will have projected in today's dollars, $2,443 a month made available to you if you're making $60,000 a year right now. And you continue to until you're 70. Nicole, if I inflate those dollars, the projected cost of living adjustment would be $3,768, which means, okay, again, we, we based all of this off of right now, right. If, if you're following my plan, you, your take-home pays $3,400 a month. I ask you to reduce your spending by 10%, by 340 bucks, mm -hmm. which means right now, I, if you're 50, I want you living on $3,160 a month in today's dollars. Here's what I know. We have to we have to inflate that, by the way. So what does $3,160 a month today that you're living on, what does that equal 20 years from now? Well, <laughs> the answer is, uh, oh, by the way, it's not $3,160, it's $3,060, is $4,673. So when you're 70 years old, Nicole, yes. to live on exactly what you're living on now, which is about $3,000 a month, you will need $4,673 a month available to you. Okay. Social Security will give you uh, $3,768 of that. Oh, wow. The income of $600 a month off of your 401k will give you uh, another 600 bucks. So you will have $4,381 available to you uh -huh. at age 70, but yes. you will need 4,673. Right. So, so far what we've done over the first three segments of this show is that we've shown you how to go from flat broke, flat broke to a $270 deficit at retirement. And you're thinking that's pretty remarkable. Thanks Pete. I'll catch your show next week. We're not done. Because at this point in time, you have two options. You can say, wow, we bridged the gap by almost uh, almost all the way. We still only got a couple hundred bucks left. That's not good enough. No. Because otherwise, here's what you're saying. Well, something will work out. No, it won't. Stop with that mentality. It never will. Cut it out. It's why you're here. What's weird, Nicole, you hear me say on the show a lot of times that one of the worst uh, financial strategies is hope. I hope it works out. Right. But what's really strange is, is I've been writing this column and people have been emailing me, uh, this series, I should say, people are saying, I finally have hope. And I'm like, well, that's really great, but God, I hope you're just not sitting back hoping, right? I hope you're taking action on this. Right. Uh, so coming up after the break, the secret sauce to this entire thing is what I'm going to tell you after the break. How do you go from being broke at 50 to retiring successfully at 70? What's the secret sauce? Do you know the answer, Nicole? No, I don't. Do you have any guesses? No. Really? Really. Wow. It's not healthcare. Part of me is just like wants to be surprised too. <laughs> really? Yes. That's how, how boring your day is going. You want me to surprise you with a secret bullet on the radio? 
can you just like you're that bored let huh? yourself have that yeah i'll I'm take excited it excited to hear all right if you've missed any part of the show i'm going to reveal <laughs> this after the break and i'm not trying to tease it out too much but i'm going to reveal it after the break to catch you up if you're just joining us worse this show is for today only is for people who are 50 years old and who are off track retire for uh, for retirement okay we showed you how to put together a legitimate plan to retire successfully. That's what we have done. Does that make sense? It's amazing. Feels pretty good. It feels really good. All right. Nicole, let's do biggest waste of money of the week right now. With this one, I like it. You want to? I do. I do know this one, but. Okay. Well, usually biggest waste of the money of the week is in the last segment, but I want to do it right now. It is the Blitzen Rooftop Beverage Chiller. Born from necessity one night when the air was cold, but the Prosecco was not, the Blitzen rooftop beverage chiller is a clearly or cleverly simple way to cool off your drinks. It attaches to nearly any metal car roof with a pair of extra strong magnets, has a curved aluminum body, and a strap to hold anything from a bottle of wine to a growler of beer firmly in place. The amount of time it takes to chill your drinks depends on multiple factors, including the speed you travel, the temperature outside, but as long as you're not just driving around the block, your drink should be cool by the time you reach your destination. These are not currently available, but they're coming out of a company uh, from Pittsburgh, the Blitzen Rooftop Beverage Chiller. Nicole, reaction? I think they're amazing. <clears throat> they look like little like little sleighs, if you will. Yes, they like do. A little sleigh ride on your roof. It's suction cup to your roof, and then you strap in your booze. I think it's so good. I think it makes sense, but there's some there's some some obvious flaws here. Well, yeah, but it, it works from let's say October. Yep. Through through April. Oh, maybe? I don't know. Hey, it's snowed. March, April. It snowed here. It snowed in Indiana in April last year. So or this point. year. All right, the Blitz and Rooftop Beverage Chill. I'm not going to call it the waste of money unless it's like a hundred bucks. If it's like $49, I don't know. I would just buy cold beer. I don't know. It's pretty great. Sometimes when I went cold beer, and but I can't find cold beer because we live in Indiana, I feel both sad about it and then lame that I didn't plan enough ahead to just make the Have beer cold, cold myself. Beer. Coming up after the break, the secret bullet. How can you be 50 and broke and still retire successfully at 70? I will tell you next. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is Michelle. Day, living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Back on the Pete the Planner show. It's the broke 50-year-old edition of the show. No, I'm not 50 and broke. I'm 40 and I have some money. Not a lot. No, I, that's enough. Right? I don't know, Nicole. I don't know. What are you going to say? I know. It's just true. I'm not bragging. I'm just no, telling you the truth. Not. not a lot. I mean, enough. Okay. 
This show is dedicated to the copious amounts of people who are 50 and have nothing. And here's the tough part. What, what does nothing mean? It means you're not on track to retire. If you're 50 and you're not on track to retire, the show is for you. And I told you there's a secret bullet to this. I did a bunch of math for you over the last 50 minutes of the show, whatever how long the show is, no one knows. No one knows. I did a bunch of math. If you miss the math, get the math, or just read my column in USA Today or the Indy Star or the Bergen Record. Uh, there's like 60 of the papers. I'm beyond it. I'm not bragging. But I don't know any of them. It's facts. You know what's weird is I'll get an email from someone who's like, I read you in the recorder. And I'm like, what's the recorder? What's and that? I have to like go find, I read you in the ledger. I don't like, know. Right, like at least like with the Indy Star, like you can yeah, take either a context. Anyway, secret bullet. Do you have any guesses what the secret bullet is to bridge the the uh, $292 gap that exists? No, and I'm going to be honest, why? Because every time you say secret bullet, it makes me think of the magic bullet. And then I'm like in smoothie mode oh really i'm thinking yeah. of coors light the silver bullet oh is that the secret beer <laughs> no that, that's a good guess thank you here it is your home your house and no i don't mean reverse mortgages no your biggest expense yep is your home one of the best ways to retire successfully in lieu of not having a lot of money, which is you, is to not need a bunch of money. No, this is not semantics. This is beauty. You can either have a lot of money, which if you're 50 and broke, you will not have a lot of money in retirement. Mm -mm. However, you cannot need a lot of money, and that is the truth. I'm not talking about being cheap, right? I'm not talking about stealing chopsticks and making furniture out of them out of your local takeout sushi place. I'm talking about getting rid of your expenses. I used to define financial success as having enough money to do what I want. Now I define financial success as having as few financial obligations as possible. Yep. I want to not need money. And I want the same for you. If you are 50 and broke, I want you to pay off your house. If you're a homeowner right now, as long as you pay off your home by 50 and then don't reabsorb that additional cash flow into your lifestyle, once you pay it off, you will retire successfully if you follow the rest of my plan. If you are 50 and you are not a homeowner right now, here's an amazing thing. In the next five years, you could still become a homeowner with the right priced home, get a 15-year mortgage, and still retire successfully. Ta-da! If you're a 50-year-old and you can't become a homeowner because you don't have the credit or whatever, then you're going to have to rent. And by the way... Here's the issue. Your retirement will be much more difficult than the other people who are in your exact same shoes that will be able to pay off the home by the time they retire. I believe owning your home outright is the magic bullet for the middle class. I don't, I don't like labeling things, Nicole, or people. Right. But I think colloquially, I can't ever <laughs> say that word. Can you say it? Colloquially? No, I, you no. said it wrong. Colloquially? Colloquially. Colloquially. There we go. The C word. Colloquially. Should I just say the C word? No, because that's something different. I think if you pay off your home by the time you retire and you're in the middle class, you're fine. You're good to go. Here's what you can't do. There's some, there's some do nots. What are they called? Donuts? No, like warnings, oh. right? Caveats. Oh, caveats. Here we go. Do nots, caveats. Here they are. Hard word to spell. If you're going to rent throughout retirement, you have to under house yourself. You have to rent 
essentially less than 25% of your income. If you don't, your rent will continue to rise. You'll be on a fixed income and seven to eight years into retirement, you, you, you are broke and there is no recourse and you're moving in with somebody else. That got sad. Aw, I'm playing the no, it's true. violin over here. I think a, a part of, this is weird. Why am I saying this? It got being weird part today. of being in the financial media, of, of choosing to talk to people about money for a living is I'm willing to say uncomfortable things if they're true. Yeah. Because I think it's more helpful to you to understand what's going to happen. Right. Even if it's an awkward, like yeah. hard conversation in the moment. Everyone always benefits from it in the long run. Generally, you know, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not, uh, stoking fear. No, but I'm stoking reality. Okay. Here's the other thing. Let's say you own a condo or a town home and you've got a condo association fee or a maintenance fee every month. Very expensive. They're super expensive. And that may also ruin your retirement. Yeah. My whole plan here does not work in what are they, maintenance free communities. Why? Because those maintenance fees go up all the time Ours and your fixed up. income will not. Yeah. Yours just went up? Yeah, mine just went up by like 25 bucks. See, Mrs. Planner and I lived in a maintenance-free community when uh, we were you and your special friend's age. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, which is, which is sort of dumb because it's yeah. like, well, you got all the time in the world. Right, and do whatever I'm you want. over it, honestly. Yeah, you're over it, right? I'm over it. Yeah. See, now uh, I don't have any time whatsoever. I'm at soccer games every... 30 seconds, <laughs> right? Like right now, Nicole, Art. right now, as this show is airing in its original slot in Indianapolis and all, all throughout the state of Indiana, hello to our new listeners. I'm at a <laughs> soccer game. Yes, you are. I am at it, like not recording this, but like as it airs, I'm in a soccer game. You're at in a, it at a or soccer you're game. watching a youth soccer game? I'm watching a youth soccer game and I am the official scorekeeper. Oh, <gasps> you are? Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I got an app for it called Team Snap. Wait, you guys have an app? So every time like another girl scores, or a girl scores, another girl, a, a girl, <laughs> I hit a button and every parent on the sidelines phone beeps like That's instantaneously from the, when the ball hits the back of the net. I hit this button and it goes, Bloop! and all these people look down at their phone to see that someone just scored, but it just happened and I caused it. It is the best. My you wife so hates much it. Power oh my it's gosh. Amazing. It's amazing. And like, no, that's amazing. and like it, it, if, you know, God forbid our team ever scored. If we, <laughs> if we score, what I do is I put the girl's name. So then Aww. her parents can see that her, that this girl's name scored. That's very sweet. Yeah. I'm Deep a soccer is. dad. Hey, you own it though. I have a soccer mom car. So I have a, I'm a soccer Kinda. dad. Yeah. Anyway. Really? Oh, what were we talking about? Uh, People's financial lives? Yeah. Oh, anyway. So there's the plan. <laughs> there's your plan. Okay. And again, I'm going to say one last time. I'm going to summarize it. I want you to go to PeteThePlanner.com, read my column in some newspaper or somewhere. Um, if you're broken 50, you have a chance. You can do this, but there's very little time. There's about 20 years. Also, I didn't talk about what could go wrong because <laughs> I just don't want to. No. I don't want to talk about, okay, here's what's wrong. You could get real sick, right? Things could go bad health-wise. Yeah. Number two, there's something called age discrimination that is very real, and I hate it. It makes me so mad. It used to not make me mad because it didn't feel like it affected me, Nicole. But, but I, A, I'm getting older, and B, I just have friends that like are losing jobs because employers don't find them as valuable because they're in their late 50s and early 60s, and I think it's disgusting. Yeah, people just don't want to hire me because I'm a millennial. 
Right. I, I know reasons why I... We wore the same outfit today. Yeah, we did. And we put it on social media to prove it. That's true. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, Twitter at Pete the Planner. So that's the show. That's how it is this week. Nicole, here's your sneak preview for next week's column. I'm not going to... I'm not doing... I don't think we're going to do it on the radio. Okay. Anyway, I did this whole series based on making $60,000 being a broke 50-year-old. Like, how do you retire successfully? And I got a bunch of email. One really nasty one from that lady who was really angry. Like, oh. we'll write something when you for low-income people. Fine. So the sneak preview of next week's column is I went through the exact same thing and show you how what it looks like if you make $30,000 a year as opposed to sixty. If you want to read that. The best thing to do, actually, Nicole, if you ever want to read anything we have and you don't want to go searching for it, go to PeteThePlanner.com and sign up for the newsletter. Yeah. Why don't I say that more? You I, should. I know. I, you're, you're out there going, yes, please. I, I write the like, newsletter. I put it together every week. Go to PeteThePlanner.com, sign up for the newsletter. It's free 99, right? It is. Costs you nothing. You get to see Nicole's work. Yes, hello. That's it for this week's show. Um, join us next week and we're going to talk about something else. Actually, we've got a bunch of emails stacking up, so we'll probably go through some uh, uh, reader and listener emails next week. Maybe we'll have Damien on. Who knows? Uh, send you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is Michelle. This is for information purposes only. It's not the specific financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Magnificence in an instance, I can make you dance, cry, or love, fly as a dove, released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me E.T., word to John Tesh, let me bless this harmonic presentation, it's amazing, so amazing, I'm the reason, uh, salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings, from a far away land, I am the soul controller, put the remote down and let me take control, you're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself, love, Tron can restore your health, I bring you greetings, uh, salutations, how you doing, and is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. In beats I burn. This I adjourn. In beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?